And welcome to the R. Jackson Home Podcast. This week I am joined by Seth Nelson. He's the founder of the Farmer's Perk and the Cockadoodle Donut Truck. Um, Seth, welcome to the R. Jackson Home Podcast. Thank you for having me on, Kevin. So, Seth, um, you are an entrepreneur here in Jackson. Um, are you from here? Have you always been? Have you I always am from been? here. I've been born and raised here in Jackson. Where'd you go to high school? I went to USJ and Crockett County as well. Okay, so a little bit around there. And then uh, and then you come from a, a line of entrepreneurs, or I guess at least. I know your dad owns a, a company, right? Yeah, he owns Signs First and is part owner in Nelson Sign Co. also here in Jackson. That's cool. So so have maybe some inspiration for some of your stuff. So Yeah, I've always grown up in business, so it's just kind of in my blood. Yeah, that's great. Now, um, when did you start the uh, Farmer's Perk? I actually started while I was 14 years old. So were you drinking coffee at 14? I was not. Okay, so... I was selling coffee, though. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, so have you started drinking now, I guess? But, yes, yes, But definitely. what... Um, so if you weren't drinking coffee, um, why did you get into the coffee business? Well, it actually merged from the sign business. The opportunity came through my dad's sign business. Okay. So um, Nona Brummett was the head of the farmer's market at that time and my dad was doing some signs for the farmer's market Mm -hmm. and she had just in conversation asked him if he knew an organic coffee person that would be willing to come down to the farmer's market because they had lost theirs. I believe he had moved to Philadelphia or Pittsburgh one Mm -hmm. and uh, he said he didn't but he'd keep an eye out and so he's happened to mention it at supper that night and I just had this idea that that'd be a great summer job for me and so I started researching it out and I had some money. I bought a couple fold-out tables and some Mr. Coffee coffee pots and uh, started having coffee shipped in to test out and everything. And I didn't drink coffee, of course. So I had my parents trying them and telling <laughs> me what was good and everything. And yeah. uh, I set up down there that summer. So from that first batch, were you roasting it all too? or I was not roasting at all. I was just... And it wasn't even technically farmer's perk coffee. Yeah. I was just selling a company. It was actually called Grounds for Change. And uh, they were, were, of course, all organic and fair trade, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that's what we started selling down there at the farmer's market. And I guess it went well. It did. It went well, um, especially when you're 14 years old. Yeah. So yeah. I went down there. I continued to go down there every Saturday. And um, through that summer, and it just kept increasing. And we were starting to accumulate a certain customer base, you know. And uh, it just started taking off from there. That was the beginnings of it. So, so so, tell me about what the company is today. We're a lot today. Yeah. Uh, we're still down at the farmer's market. Still <laughs> staying true to our roots, I guess. We're still down there all through the warmer months on mm-hmm. Saturday mornings. Uh, but really the most significant change is uh, we went from just being at the farmer's market and we started being approached about setting up events to do mm-hmm. caterings for events and things. And that's really what turned it into a business mm-hmm. rather than just a summer job. Yeah. And uh, from since then, we've evolved in some wholesale areas. And, of course, the donut truck now mm-hmm. has been really our biggest advancement. Yeah. So you're, you're, you have Farmer's Perk Coffee now. It's yes. like what's the difference now from, from what you were doing before to what you're doing now? Well... As of right now, I'm still not roasting. Mm-hmm. That is a dream of mine. Yeah. But uh, right now, we have coffees being specially roasted for us. So we're not oh, wow. serving someone yeah. else's coffee. Yeah. You know? So it's still signature to our brand and everything. Yeah. And That's really cool. So how, how, so how do you find those like people, make those connections? Because you're, you're a guy from West Tennessee. Like, 
how do you figure that out? Just call people? It's really being in the industry. You know, when you're in the industry, you start meeting people mm. and you start hearing about people. Um, and then, of course, they have conferences and everything, too, for coffee, just like everything mm. else. Yeah. And uh, so I've been involved in some of those, and they've been great. They've been really fun. Mm. But really, it's just a lot of research and just personal relationships mm-hmm. lead to other relationships, yeah. you know? So talk to us about the the truck. The truck was a newer a newer addition to the company. Yeah, it really expanded you into donuts and well. So how did what what was the thought process or how did that come about? We were going to some of these larger events, Kevin, and uh, like we what's were, a large event for y'all? One really big one that we had been involved in was the first year of uh, the Freedom Firefighter Fireworks. Firework Festival? Yeah, at festival the airport. Out the airport. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot I believe of that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, people were naturally drawn to places that have food. And then like at Barn Fest also, mm. people were naturally, they wanted to go somewhere where they could get food and drink, especially when you have these huge lines. Yeah. And so that's really where it began. It began several years ago saying, what can I do to get into some type of food? Because mm-hmm. we're missing out on business by not just offering something at least, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so you, you, uh, did you, you know, I've heard stories of people getting food trucks from really random spots. Did, did you just, did you buy a new one? Did you buy a used one? What'd you do? I bought a bakery truck from Circleville, Ohio. Okay. And I'd never driven anything bigger than a pickup truck and drove a 20 foot food truck nine hours back to Jackson. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And then, so the donuts, like, you know, uh, I'm assuming you'd had donuts before, but like, were you a donut? Were you a donut guy, or I knew absolutely nothing about making donuts. That was a huge learning curve for mm-hmm. me. But uh, you know, practice makes perfect. We're still improving the donuts, improving how we operate mm-hmm. everything, coming out with new stuff. So that's that was definitely a learning curve for me because I've never been involved in the food industry at all. Yeah, was it a was it a big curve from the coffee? It's really not because donuts and coffee are something that's kind of traditionally paired together, which is mm-hmm. why we chose to mm-hmm. end up going with the donuts. So yeah. it wasn't a huge curve. And so what are some of the donuts that you have available? We've got everything that you don't see anywhere else, just about. Uh, maple bacon is one that you do see in yeah. limited market. Yeah. But uh, maple bacon is definitely one of our most popular. And then we've got all kinds of off-the-wall stuff like PB&J s'mores turtle just really anything we can dream up pretty much like not just standard donuts you got no, stuff no, on top of them um and then so tell me about uh you know t- so do you keep a certain types of coffee in-house or does it rotate or like how does that work for you guys they have rotated mm-hmm. of course over the several years i've been in the business they have rotated some we try to keep it pretty consistent because people do get pretty particular about their coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me your your main your best sellers. Where are they from? Um, our best selling coffee is a Columbia Magdalena. It's a single origin from Columbia. It's a medium roast, um, and that's our best seller that we carry. As far as wholesale, we have one that is Ethiopian Oromia. It's also a single origin, and they can't I know they sell it at Grubbs Grocery downtown yeah. and they cannot keep it on the shelf I yeah. take them twice as much of that as everything else and they said they have people come in find the extra five pound bags and buying the five pound bags that's crazy <laughs> and so yeah at the farm or at uh, Grubbs Grocery there's that little stand next to the deli yeah. and you can find the Farmer's Perk logo and, and bag out your own that's coffee. right coffee 
which is pretty smart. So, um, you know, is there anything else special about your guys' coffee that you guys like select certain types of coffee or how do you, how do you pick a new coffee? Really, Kevin, it's just all about tasting it and seeing what's working and what's not mm-hmm. right now. It's, um, of course, since I started drinking coffee, yeah. which came about really being down at the farmer's market at 5 o'clock in the morning, I figured out <laughs> I was going to have to start liking coffee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But since I've started drinking coffee and I've been, had the opportunity to go to places like Coffee Fest and stuff and try tons of different coffees, even go coffee plantations, mm. um, it's really been a learning curve. I've kind of trained my palate. So, of course, I try them. I have other people try them. I know uh, I've even had like some customer involvement as far as that goes, having customers that were just yeah. around uh-huh. try different coffees and see what they think about them. So what uh, what is Seth's favorite coffee? My favorite coffee is, we actually have it right now, it's called the Pacific Rim. Okay. And it's a blend from Papua New Guinea, Indonesia, and East Timor. And what do you like about that coffee? I'm a dark roast guy, but I don't like a bitter dark roast. I still want to be able to taste the character of the coffee. And you don't get that with a lot of dark roasts. Mm-hmm. Um, be able to t- taste the notes and say, you know, this has notes of blueberry and chocolate or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the time that usually only comes out in the lighter roast. But being able to pick that up in a dark roast that still has that boldness of the dark roast that I like, that's really what I like about it. Very cool. All right, Seth, let's head into a break and we'll come back and talk more about uh, you and the business side of stuff. So, uh, so between the Tennessee and Mississippi rivers, this is our Jackson home. back with our Jackson Home Podcast. I'm here with Seth Nelson. He's the founder of the Farmer's Perk and the Cockadoodle uh, Donut Truck. And um, and you can find the donut truck sitting in front of Dumplin's, right? That's correct. Um, on um, Tuesday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Tuesday through Friday. Tuesday through Friday. We are closed, I will warn you, for January and February, but we'll be back down there in March. Gotcha. Um, so, Seth, you, I would assume a 14-year-old wouldn't know any better. But looking back now, what was it like for a 14-year-old to start a business like this? It really wasn't anything, honestly. It was just uh, I was trying to buy myself a truck. Yeah. I knew my parents weren't going to buy it for me, so I figured I better start making some money somehow. I'd actually been working at Tulum. That was my first job. I started that when I was 14 down there and uh, ended up getting into that coffee world. And It was just something to make a little money, trying to save up to get a truck. Yeah. And, uh I really, there was no vision for it or anything. It was mm-hmm. just a summer job to me. What changed to, to make that change? Because very much now, you have a very business-like approach to it. And so what changed from going, did you get the truck and you're like, wait, I can still make money? Or like, what happened? Well, really, it was, it was the people around me and the customers that changed the business more than anything I did. Mm. Because it went from just being something at the farmer's market during the summer to being something year-round for me. Mm. Uh, when customers start approaching me about doing their events and doing their weddings and stuff, yeah. it took it from a little part-time summer job to something more full-time for me. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure there's no pressure on that first wedding that you tried to cater. Oh, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're 20 years old now, which uh, may not uh, may seem old to you, but it's not. <laughs> um, 
what do you what do you think you've learned in the last six years of running this coffee business? One major thing that I've learned is it's a lot easier to step into a boat that's sitting beside the dock mm-hmm. than to try to jump from the dock to a boat that's ten feet away. Yeah, well, explain that. I get that, yeah. and I and I love that illustration. I use that illustration sometimes. Uh, but what what explain that to someone who may not know what you're talking about? Yeah, so. Really, the concept of that is what is going to be easiest for me to do. It's all about little steps. It's not about me being at the farmer's market one summer serving coffee on a fold-out table, and then I didn't go open up a brick-and-mortar shop the next summer, you know? It's all been little steps, like that little step from just setting up at the market starting to do some weddings here and there Mm -hmm. and then that little step into moving into public events etc and then just that little step Mm -hmm. that one little step into wholesale Mm -hmm. and just stepping out just a little bit at a time more and more Mm -hmm. and really you assume a lot less risk that way too because you're slowly you're giving yourself time to build as well as you're giving the business time to build on that Mm. those are wise words um now i would you know the question may come to mind for people who think about a 14 year old starting a business because uh, how long was it until you started doing the catering events it was actually just that next that next fall summer. yeah i believe is when i started doing my first catering events so like you know you're having to get up at 5 a.m on a saturday you're a high schooler you know uh did you play sports or anything or i did i played uh a, i played a little bit of football but my main sport was actually inline hockey Inline I was in hockey. love with inline hockey. You know, that's that always I'm always surprised when people say that. And I know we have teams in West Tennessee, but nobody ever talks about them. Yeah. Uh, so, but so how do you how did you stay focused as a 15 year, you know, 14, 15, 16 year old in high school and then you have to be up at 5 a.m. every Saturday and go deliver a product to people? Like I feel like the distractions would have been many. It was. And um there was a there were a lot of different points where I had to really evaluate what I was doing and where I was going mm-hmm. with the company. Um, it was hard to stay focused on the company sometimes, and sometimes I just kind of went through the motions with you know. And I would say a lot of my high school years, I just kind of went through the motions with the company. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I graduated high school that it really set in as a business for me. Yeah, and uh, I even ended up. I was I graduated a semester early from high school and went to Jackson State uh, that next semester, which would have really been my last semester of high school. And I did a semester there, and then I went on to the University of Memphis at Lambeth. And during that semester at Jackson State, it really became a business because all of a sudden I had I wasn't in school all day. Yeah. And so I was sitting around thinking, you know, what can I do with the business? What can I do mm-hmm. to make this grow? Because you know, I'm out of high school now. I'm jumping into life. So yeah. I've got to figure something out, you know. And uh, so by the time I was in my semester at Lambeth, it started growing significantly. Mm-hmm. And I was actually having to make the choices between am I going to class or am I going to work? Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up leaving Lambeth uh, before the semester was open, over and going to work full time. Yeah. Just in the business. And so it's really just been... A matter of not staying focused, but where I'm putting my focus. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that I think that's a good distinction to make. Yeah. So you've clearly come a long way in six years, and 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 we're able to do so in a 
because of because I think somewhat because of your situation, you've been able to do so in a very smart way, growing slowly and and building infrastructure as you go. What's next for the farmers perk and the the, the donut truck? Really, I wouldn't say anything big. I think we're just going to keep taking baby steps until it leads us to the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, before this summer there were no plans. I didn't have some grand master scheme to end up in a donut truck. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, the baby steps led us to that place mm-hmm. of saying, yeah, this is a probable move for us. Yeah. So you don't have like a 20 years from now, like on a, on, like on a coffee empire, <laughs> except <laughs> well, for maybe a, a roaster. Well, that's certainly the hope. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would love to get into roasting. Obviously, I have a lot of dreams of mine. Mm-hmm. Um that I hope those baby steps will lead me to. One of those being roasting. Um, I'd still love to have a brick and mortar someday, and we've actually looked at that yeah. several times. And That's a dangerous move. That is a very <laughs> dangerous move. And actually, I was looking at doing a brick and mortar when the food truck came along and decided that food truck was better. It was the boat that was closer to the dock, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Seth, so, so if someone wants to learn more about um, your your company or or hire you guys or just buy some of your coffee what are so if we want to buy your coffee where should we go you can go to grubs grocery they retail many of our coffees also our coffee shop in the old country store mm-hmm. they carry our coffees or you can catch us around town in the food truck yeah and then if they want to keep up with you guys or be able to contact you how should they do that um, all of our information is on our social media we've got a Facebook page the farmers perk and also a Instagram mm-hmm. at the Farmer's Perk. And so all of my contact information will be on there. I know on Facebook there's a call now button. Yeah. Also, you can email us through there. And and it, if they want you to come to an event, like what's the what's the smallest event that you and that you guys would do to, you know, what kind of events do you normally do? I mean, we've done things as small as birthday parties. Wow. With the food truck. Yeah. And then we've done, you know, events that are up to 15,000, 20,000 people. So. Wow. Okay. So so if you need coffee and you need it and some donuts, yeah. call Seth. That's right. All right. Well, Seth, thank you thank you so much for, for helping to make Jackson a more awake place and, and choosing to stay here and, and build your business. So uh, we appreciate that. And thanks for helping make Jackson a better place. Yeah. Thank you for having me on, Kevin. Today's podcast was hosted by Kevin Adelsberger. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. It was recorded live at The Code. To find out more about The Code, visit their website at www.atthecode.com. To find out more about our Jackson home and to read about how amazing Jackson is, visit rjacksonhome.com.